0: It is 19 minutes before the hour here on the Drunk Large Radio Show, <laughs> and we are, wow, we got a house full. They they, they came prepared today. Uh, just an update on our website, uh, which I know is a real pain for you, and if you're streaming, hopefully you're, you're not streaming it through the site, but uh, our host is having internet connectivity issues with an international ISP, so... I'm not exactly sure what that means, but our web guys have done or are doing whatever it is they can. Basically, what it means is good luck trying to get to the website at the moment. You're going to get all kinds of what are called gateway errors, which is why I thought my site was under attack. Hmm.
1: Sounds like espionage to me.
0: Yeah, well, it could be. (laughs) We we are pretty, pretty sure it's the Russians. (laughs) i think it's uh, trump uh, yeah well then it's for a good cause but uh (laughs) joining us now are our good friends uh from auto care plus led by owner operator extraordinaire uh
2: John Manellas.
0: John Manellas. Yeah, of course, you know, DePietro's my web guy, so yes. like John uh, yeah. John Manellas and the expanding enterprise that is AutoCare Plus. John, I remember when it was just, what, three stores? South Portland, Manchester, and Merrimack? It was one store, two stores when Yeah, I first started, I think. Really? Has been that long? <laughs> mm. And now it's Manchester, Merrimack, South Portland, Conway, Moultonboro, or Wolfboro. Wolfboro. Mm. I always get the Borough
1: brothers screwed up. Wolfboro. L- Lakes, Lakes Region.
0: Lakes uh, Region. Yeah, And Ookset. Right. With right. the acquisition of the old Gary Rondo's place. It's now uh, EuroCare Plus. And uh, you've brought uh, Jeff, your new store. Uh, no. Yeah, Jeff. Yes. Yeah, the new store manager. I get I get to go pay the guys a visit yesterday. Did I tell you that?
1: I heard. Yeah,
0: yeah. Took a chunk out of my tire on a curb. They have to find the uh, the Cur- right tire though. So I'm curbs. operating on a spare. Curbs are not good for tires. No, curbs are not good for tires. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I was trying to park on Bridge Street, and I didn't realize that the uh, the the lines they paint on Bridge Street are actually too narrow to fit a vehicle in. So I'm 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 gauging where I am by the the outer line oh. and makes
1: no sense oh
0: crap oh. so i took a look and well there was a there was a there was, a, there was a pretty good gash there oh yeah yeah yep. yep. it's definitely so jeff is the uh, anchor man of the store on uh candy road I Got yes. to pay them an unexpected visit yesterday eric took good care of me as always and i guess uh the new fellow
3: carrie flanagan
0: Harry Flanagan is your anchorman at uh, Eurocare Plus on the Daniel Webster Highway North in Uxset,
1: just uh, yeah, just above the, Ham- the Manchester border. A couple of exits up from the Candia Road spot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, yep. there you go. So John's uh, John's uh, mission, of course, is uh, domination of the auto market here in New Hampshire and beyond, and he's well on his way.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Go to AutoCarePlus.com and find all their locations, services, and why they call themselves your dealer alternative here in the, uh,
1: well... New
0: Hampshire. New Hampshire and beyond. Yeah, a little bit of New England, I guess. Well, a little bit New England.
3: <laughs> staying They're, out of Massachusetts. Staying
1: out of... <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but anyway, John, uh, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for showing up with me. And uh, I was just trying to break him in so I don't have to come every week. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got Scott and Lou there, too. So you got yeah, quite a rotation going. I got, I got going. a bunch of, you know, fill-ins in case I can't make it. So,
0: yeah. so I, have a, I, have a, I don't know if you have anything planned because I'm so distracted by what's happening online that I haven't paid attention to what's posted on Facebook. But uh, is there really a difference these days between the so-called european cars or the japanese cars or the american cars or has technology more or less brought them all to the kind of same place or do there really a lot of differences no there's a lot of differences
1: so the differences remain i mean the technology is similar but you know i would tell you that humans by nature do their own thing and uh, a lot of them copy stuff and make it their own but the germans definitely do things differently Mm -hmm. software wise uh, apparently, uh, yeah, apparently when it comes to admissions, they're rather uh, creative. They can be. Yeah. ways of making you uh, not report the gas. So, yeah, no, they're, they're quite different beasts, but, uh, we have pretty good training across the board. So we cover all of them, but, uh, but there is, there is definitely a benefit to specializing, which is what the Eurocare brand is trying to cater to that driving public that wants that attention. So now so.
0: it's, I mean, Gary Rondo's well-known for his Volvo service. When mm-hmm. you get into the European cars, whether they're Volvos or Beamers or Benzes or Fiat, uh, you know, do we have Renault around this country anymore? Remember the days of Renault mm-hmm. or the Renault? Uh, you know, are there big differences between the European cars and um, does your operation there reflect that or is it still primarily sort of like a a volvo
1: store what does that mean that you know well i mean they're different they're all different animals honestly but the volvo is uh is what we specialize in right now and we also are working towards um mercedes and bmw Okay, so does that um, be- and Audi? Because we already have that expertise in the company. So. Okay,
0: so now does that mean that you? You what do you do? Hire technicians with uh, you know particular training or expertise? Yeah, they have to- that
1: particular training, but you also have to keep them trained. So you have to send them out and. Now, keep-
0: who, who provides that training? Is that sort of like an you know an ASE? I forget what that stands for, but or or are they like factory trained. They go to you know they go to Germany or they go to Sweden or they go to wherever and yeah, they spend no. time with the engineers and the mechanics there. You How can does that work? you can
1: do that, but uh, typically. That's not how we approach it, and we do it locally through our distributors uh, who put on the classes. So,
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so, now, the distributors of what? Uh, parts. Parts
1: for these, these mm-hmm. uh, vehicles? Yeah, because, I mean, we've talked at Nauseam about parts, and, you know, cu- customers like these special brands people that like to come in and say, I want, you know, OEM parts, and they think that— OEM? They think Volvo makes the part. Volvo doesn't make the part. I'm sorry to tell you. Volvo buys the parts outside. OEM is original equipment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Original equipment. manufacturer, Right, which is not Volvo. No? Ever. Ever. Mm -mm. No. So the parts are manufactured to Volvo's engineering specifications, and then they go out to the market, and they bid it, and they come up with... People who can buy oh, those suppliers supply those parts. Right, you know, so ever really hear here, a company the, called Takata, they you know made airbags. Now they're out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they've caused me to paint, I think at least four trips to <laughs> between my two vehicles. To well, first, it was the driver's side, then it was the passenger side, and all, all of that. Fun so
1: we of that. we we have access to the actual manufacturer of the parts, um, and we use those. We don't have to buy it through quote unquote the dealer. Who's the middleman? Because he doesn't. He buys them from the same people we buy them from. So. Okay.
0: So if you buy them from the dealer, you're paying the dealer's markup plus your own. Right.
1: Owner. Right. And then you guys get to pay all those markups. So mm-hmm. that's, well, that's really exciting, isn't it? Uh, nothing. Nothing <laughs> excites
0: me like getting a bill that's at least you know 100 <laughs> higher than it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's so good we stuff. T-
1: we do t- we do t- t- try to be competitive and we stuff like that. But you know, what I was going to talk about today, if we have time, is um, oh, we do. We still have seven minutes. No, I mean, it just was uh, that time of season where we're putting stuff away, the toys especially. Um, and some of those toys might be convertibles and various types of cars that people don't drive in this uh, winter time, And also, we were going to continue on talking about how to take care of your uh, your car before the heating season hits. Okay. So kind of the both of those, I mean, a lot of people now, you know, I know boats are coming out of the water and all that stuff, those mm-hmm. kind of toys. Anything that has gas in it, I guess, was my point. And, uh, you know, they, people, I, I take for granted when I walk around the public and they and they say things like they say, and I say, oh, I guess I should mention that on the radio because when you put your uh, vehicle away, you just don't put it away. I mean, this, you don't just put it, if, just if it's going to go sit for four to six, four more or more weeks or six weeks or more, there's something you should do and a couple of things you should do. But first of all, take care of the fuel. And so Rich, what would you do? Would you fill the tank or would you empty the tank?
0: I probably would put a stabilizer in the tank.
1: All right. You're way ahead of the game. So. <laughs> well, I mean filling it because the gas
0: will just go bad and I don't know that I don't know what draining if, if draining's good or bad, so I probably would just find a stabilizer. Well a
1: stabilizer is good, but then you want to put you di- you want to put the stable in, fill it up, mix it with the whole tank, and take it for a little ride to agitate everything, and then put it away. Oh. So you want a full tank. You wanna know why you want a full tank? Because no. you know why we put stable in? No. Because the fuel falls apart if you want to and, and we'll talk in real simple terms. The molecules separate, right. they it causes varnish, basically. Um,
0: oh, so you can you can you can take the And then uh, you can
1: make you know, you can clean your paint brushes with it. Yeah, but cool. You, but you can't run the car.
0: Can't run the car. <laughs> <have>
1: a <laughs> it's a little gloppy, does it? So that's what the stable does. Um but, you know, what causes fuel to come apart is moisture. And so the more fuel you so, put in the tank, the less room for moisture to get in there. And with the temperature uh, swings up and down, I'll...
0: So is there a special stabilizer or do you put in something? Is is dry gas a stabilizer?
1: I like... I'm Again, I don't sell products and I don't endorse anybody. But I use stable. I like stable. It's okay. It's been... It's, it's not the hocus-pocus stuff. It, it actually works. <laughs> so I've never had a problem with it. And you should be putting that in your... And your your lawnmower gas and your um, snowblower gas and all your small engine uh, gas. See, something you know, because
0: we never did that. You know, my father never never did that when we were growing up, that I know of. And I never really have, but
1: yeah, well again, and see on those things, think i think just... how much trouble you have in the spring when you go to start that carburetor up and gasoline is not carburetor friendly anymore. They've done so much
0: yeah, with all the ethanol and all it, that whatnot. stuff
1: to yeah. it. So it really is getting hotter and hotter to just take out the weed whacker and fire it up and or the snowblower. when, you know, there's 12 inches of snow. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm old enough to remember when I didn't have, you know, 19 different safety gadgets that you had to hold down to the, uh, the, the handle of the lawnmower or <laughs> the thing wouldn't, you know, run. You, it's yeah. like, every time you know mow the lawn. every you time get you gotta take the cells. bag off the back is you know it shuts down and it always backfires when it shuts down it's
2: like come yeah. on guys what the hell back in my day <laughs> you're lucky to have all your fingers yeah thanks for that jeff <laughs> so anyway, anyway uh,
1: <laughs> so that's what you do i mean it's obviously you know the battery is another thing you want to take care of and if you the, the best thing to do is have a, the battery tender on it um but if you're in a... The battery tender? Yeah, it's like a $40 thing. It keeps your battery topped off and charged. Some people call it a trickle charge. Yeah, A trickle charge. Gotcha. And, it, you know, you want an automatic one that isn't going to overcharge the battery. It's going to shut down when the battery reaches its full charge.
0: You mean causing it to uh, burst into flames is not yeah. a good thing?
1: No, not. in overcharging, it decreases its life considerably. So Okay. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of things. But, it, you know, if you're in a storage facility where there's no power, then... Preferably you disconnect the battery, um if you have that talent. If you have really have the talent, I would prefer you take it out and take it home and keep it on a trickle charger. But, you know. Unfortunately this, you know, the cars today are very computer. Savvy.
0: Right. So if you don't pull the battery, if, then they're going to get they're gonna Well, get when trains.
1: you do pull the battery, it kind of ruins things because they have adaptive learn stuff. And you know, so uh, it learns your driving habits. Uh, and it learns to shift patterns that it wants you know, to add to the car. So preferably, the best way is to have, a, have it in the
3: car, hooked up and charging. Gotcha. But don't pull the battery out if it's a Volvo. Yeah. Don't pull the battery
0: out of his... Why, what happens if you pull the battery out of a Volvo it, it <laughs> there, carry, right? Yes. All right. There's it's going to take me two or three times of, before I'm sure about driven that. It's a network-driven
3: car. So, network-driven uh, car. Lots of computers in those cars. So when it loses power, it's usually a tow, tow to the shop to get it all really? programmed. Yeah. Yeah. So, a
1: lot of things have to be initialized. So and, what happens if it has to be jump-started?
3: Well, a uh, jump-start is not necessarily full loss of power. Okay. Um, that's just sort of means you don't have enough power to turn the starter motor over but uh that can sometimes i mean some of these newer vehicles you can't even replace the battery yourself unless you have a some type of system to uh Rever- reinitialize yeah. everything yeah. really yeah mercedes audis uh, a lot of the newer you know 16 17s huh. uh yeah don't try to replace a battery yourself it could be Pretty bad. They're, pretty bad. They're all on CAN networks and CAN
1: networks require a device ID and everything has to, then you gotta tell the computer what the new piece is ID is and even a battery. So
0: But, but kind of, that sounds kinda of crazy. Because it, to when me. it
1: when everything communicates over this transmission bus, if you will, or this communication bus and every and it needs to know who it's talking to. And so it, mm-hmm. if it's talking to the window modulator, it needs to know.
0: So it's like a parent who wants to know who their kids are talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so, yes. Some of these newer yeah, cars have up yeah.
3: to 17 to 20 different computers mm-hmm. in them. And, and if you want to call them modules, modules, they're even me. more than that.
1: So. Yeah. That's, that's actually kind of scary. My Chevy truck has 125 modules. Really? Yeah.
0: It's a, My Dodge has got a Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> I think I win. I think I win.
1: <laughs> and what did you guys see this week, by the way, with the cooling system eating away at plastics and aluminum and everything else? Didn't somebody see that this week?
2: Yeah, I actually just had one in at the uh, uh, Merrimack store that the uh, coolant hadn't been changed in quite a while, and the the coolant becomes corrosive and eats away plastic. And he had a, a T on one of his hoses that literally deteriorated away um, driving down the road it uh, ruptured and failed overheated the vehicle and um, it quickly you know rises into a several hundred dollar repair for not that, to mention the fire, de- the fire department's
0: got to come and clean up the toxic mess now sure yeah a hazmat know. response yep. so and 150
1: a, dollar service
2: 150 service turned into just about a thousand so because they you know, at regular maintenance every three to four years, um, you need to get that coolant changed out. Otherwise, it it eats away aluminum, it eats away tin, it eats away the plastic, and the yeah, way all
0: of, the, the whole auto thing it kind of kind of befuddles me because you know at the end of the day, you're always putting stuff that's designed to actually corrode what you're putting into it, and I don't really understand that.
1: Well, the, again, <laughs> this this is chemistry, and so yep. with, uh, if, if you're going in for an oil change right now in October, you're not going to see another oil change most likely until the middle of winter. So if you're not going in and saying Hey, please inspect test my coolant. You're not doing yourself any justice because, and the guys are just testing for freeze point. That's that's not enough because Mm -hmm. all that means you should never lose freeze point unless somebody's adding water to the system. It should always stay the same. But what's happening is it's chemically corroding and and so why would
0: why would putting new fluid in stop that corrosion? Well, you actually
2: change it out. You right. you exchange all the coolant that's in the right, system. Right,
0: but you're putting in the same coolant. I mean, granted, it's new, it's clean, it's all that fun stuff. So is it just that as it, it, it ages, it somehow degrade degrades and becomes more corrosive? Because yes. if I'm replacing what is corroding
1: with the same stuff, it's just newer. I don't understand how that... No, you're taking all of the corrosive stuff that's in the fluid, the stuff that's coming apart from the engine... Just the stuff that's contaminating the fluid.
0: Oh, so it's the contaminants mm-hmm. within the right, fluid that exactly. are causing it. Oh, okay.
1: So I thought it was the fluid itself. Which is causing little electrical reactions going on inside. And Gotcha. We can talk about the technical stuff, but it's kind of boring.
0: Well, it all depends on how animated just, the people talking about it are.
1: Just get <laughs> it like, out Josh, of there. Josh, wake up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all I'm saying is get it out of there and... Um, and get the new stuff in because it will save you money in the long run, and a thousand dollars is a cheap out because sometimes you don't you don't get that lucky
2: yeah, yep you do major engine damage to the cylinder heads and um the block, and yeah, now it's uh thousands and thousands of dollars to fix.
0: There you go. Sounds like fun. Uh, And they want you to avoid it. So check them out at AutoCarePlus.com. That's AutoCarePlus.com. You can visit Kerry on the Daniel Webster Highway in Hooksit, just north of the Manchester border. When you uh, uh, go to EuroCare Plus, Jeff is at the store in Manchester at 991 Candia Road. Big Lou's down in Merrimack at 738 Daniel Webster Highway. Everybody else is on their own. I don't know them, but they're in Wolfboro. Got it right this time. Conway and Down East and Portland, Maine. All the details you need at AutoCarePlus.com. Gents, I have blown through the break. I got to let you go. Thank you. All Thank right. You. We'll be back with the news. Stay with us.